that I have a Phantom 1, 2, 7, and 8, and a Ferrari if I'm late. Welcome to the Supercar Tribe Podcast, where we will be chatting about supercars. And now, your host, Andy Rasul. Well, welcome to episode 21 of the podcast. I can't believe we're already at number 21 because, uh, you know, when I started this out, I thought I'd do it for a couple of episodes and see how it goes. But I have to say, I'm really enjoying it and I hope you are too. Well, in episode 21, we interview uh, a Rolls-Royce collector. Well, he's actually not just a Rolls-Royce collector. He collects a number of cars, but he's, uh, uh, he's, he loves Rolls-Royces, as do I. And he has a Phantom 1, Phantom 2, a 7, and the brand new Phantom 8. And the most amazing thing about his cars are that he actually uses them on a daily basis, including the Phantom 1, which is from the 1920s. Um, so it's a really great conversation. He doesn't just talk about the Rolls, he talks about his Bentleys, his Ferraris, and uh, his other cars as well. So um, listen up, that's coming in a second. Normally in this segment, I like to talk to you about the articles that we've produced in the, uh, on the website over the last week or so. But today, I'm only going to talk about one thing, and that is our YouTube channel. Because after a long time of deciding what we wanted to do, the type of content we wanted to do, we went live with our YouTube content. And I have to say, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm really enjoying it. So initially, we thought about putting out one episode a week. But in actual fact, what we're doing now is we're actually putting out two episodes a week. The first episode comes out on a Saturday, and that is Supercar News of the Week. And we run through the news reviews of the, uh, the previous week, all the latest news in the world of supercars. And the second episode is a review of the car that we film the show in. And uh, in week one, it was the Ferrari F50. And in week two, it was the Rolls-Royce Phantom Drophead Coupe. So if you want to check out our videos, the easiest way to do it is actually to go to uh, supercartribe.com forward slash YouTube. And that takes you straight to our YouTube channel. And you can check out the videos there. So the first video comes out every Saturday. The second video comes out every Thursday. So be sure to subscribe on YouTube, hit the bell, and that way you'll be notified when a new video comes out. We really appreciate your support and do let us know what type of content you want us to produce on that. Each episode of the show is actually filmed at a different car showroom and we select one car with the car showroom that we're going to film inside. So uh, it's quite a unique show. The, the actual supercar news of the week element of it actually takes place inside the vehicle itself. So it's, it's quite different and it's quite interesting. People who have watched it said that they love it. So uh, do check it out. And, um, you know, we really appreciate your support on that. So I have one confession to make, and it's an error that I made in this podcast. Uh, to be honest with you, I can't even believe I made this error. I was listening back to it afterwards, and I think it was just a case of I was in the middle of the interview, and I just didn't think straight. So James speaks about his Rolls-Royce Phantom drophead coupe, and I think it was the word coupe that just kept getting me. And I'm thinking to myself, in my head, I've made this mental image of the Phantom two-door coupe. 
whereas he has the drop head coupe which is of course the convertible and so you'll hear me talk about the drop head coupe as if it's a coupe um which yeah now i'm just kicking myself because i realize my error now most of you probably wouldn't have even realized it but i thought i'd point it out because no doubt there'll be somebody who will email me and say you know you do realize that the drop head coupe is the convertible but I'm not going to take up any more of your time. We're going to go straight into the interview. Interview with James Rice, Ferrari, Bentley and Rolls-Royce Collector. On the show today, we have James Rice, who's from L.A. in uh, the United States of America. And James is a he's been a car collector um, for quite some time. Um, so first of all, let me sort of welcome James. James, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, I've um, been following your car collection for quite some time um admittedly because you you previously had uh, a bentley arnage and I, I i've owned a bentley arnage t in the past as well and i've been a huge oh great fan. cars oh fantastic really really fantastic cars i mean it really sort of opened my eyes to a whole different world of motoring um you know because originally i came from the sort of ferrari world but having owned a bentley i mean it was just blew my mind really yeah. that was my first car of of the of nice cars you know when i, when okay. I finally made some money and bought a nice car I, I bought a bentley arnage oh right okay and and i know your one was specially commissioned so was that the was that the first one that you bought the commissioned one or um, that the, was yeah yeah because the, the spec on that was extremely high yeah and it, it was nice and i got the first series two in california Right. And uh, I asked them for more horsepower, and the dealer said, no, "No, that's not possible." I said, "Please call mm-hmm. crew and see if you can do it." And the yeah. twenty-four hours later, they said, "Okay, they agreed." So I just had a five hundred horsepower. Oh wow! In. <laughs> because, because I think it's normally four fifty, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow! Wow! That must have been quite a car. And how long did you own that for then? Um, I sold it only a couple months ago to a friend of mine who really 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 wanted it and i regret it a lot because yeah i you know it was really my favorite car it was you know it was my first nice car yeah and it was my daily driver for the last uh 13 years right and uh, a friend of mine had an arnage and he got t-boned in an intersection and was just heart sick that he lost his arnage and he knew that mine was perfect you know god because i yeah. don't cut on maintenance and I drove it regularly and I, I washed and waxed it every week and mm. you know he just knew it was perfect and he wouldn't have to do it. so he he asked me for it so eventually I capitulated and gave it to him wow and wow. Uh, I missed it so much that I, that I, I got a a seraph mm. uh, instead because the, the, you know, the body style I think very classy and, yeah yeah you know it, to me it will last forever and uh the strap for some reason is slightly more comfortable it's a little more leg room hmm. but I, I joke with my friends that it feels like an arnage with no engine right okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I i have to admit i mean i i really miss my arnage tea as well i mean i i um i know how you feel it's probably uh, i would say it's probably the best car i've ever owned and um yeah, I regretted selling it the moment it went away. And uh, ironically, a, a friend of mine, another friend of mine, called me yesterday and says, "Hey, didn't you used to have an Arnage?" I said, "Yeah." And he says, "I was thinking of buying one of those." And mm. anyway, so he got a forty-five minute lecture on how great these cars were, <laughs> and and he was comparing that he was considering a used recent uh, 
Continental, the, the four-door mm. version. The Flying Spur. Uh, yeah. Oh, Flying Spur, yeah, great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I would take the Arnage over that. Yeah. I, I do have a Continental GTC, and I, the Arnage is a better car. You just you just, you just feel it. Mm. It's the last of the great British cars. Oh, know? definitely, definitely. And well, I did one time park the Arnage next to my Ghost. Okay. And... And then you realize where the ghost has cut corners. I love the car, but mm. um, it's just not the same. You can feel the handles. You know, the ghost handles are, are, are some kind of a chrome plastic. Right. The handles on the Arnage are like solid, yeah. chiseled out. And, and, and that's that's the thing I, I loved about that car. I mean, that's, that's why I say it really opened my eyes because everything in that car was done right. Um, yeah. I, you, know, the, the, you know, the leather, the wood. I mean, okay, you, you can... You know, you can buy the modern cars and they have all that as well. But I don't know. There was something about that car. I mean, you used the word chiseled. And that's that's kind of what it felt like, how it was actually built. They took a solid piece of wood, leather, metal, whatever it was, and they carved it. That's how it felt. Yes, they did. For, for sure. You you feel a handle, mm. a door handle on the exterior of Arnage, and you, you realize that that is a solid chunk of stainless steel. Yeah. And actually, I, I toured the factory when they when they, they called me and said, Mr. Rice, your car is going to be made next week. You want to come see it? So mm. I went there, and I toured the factory. And those wood door caps on the top of the oh, yeah. doors, and I, I held that before they put it in there. It's it's about four pounds. Wow. It's a huge yeah. chunk of wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Gosh. And I'm sure on the... Uh, on the ghost, it's an aluminum panel with a very thin layer of yeah. veneer, so it's just not the same thing. Yeah, no, true, true. Well, we we we've we've dived into Rolls Royces and we you know and Bentleys, and we weren't even going to talk about that initially because you have another passion, which is um, Ferraris, and right. you've had a few few Ferraris over the years, uh, but you you have one now. So why don't you tell us tell us about sort of which Ferraris you've had and sort of how you. Um, Got interested into those. Well, one of uh, one of my friends that uh, in Shanghai, when I lived in Shanghai, one of my best friends has the same overlapping car passion. So he and I have mm. three cars the same, and one motorcycle the same. And and uh, he actually gave me his Ferrari because he was going on a six month business trip, and mm -hmm. he didn't want it not to be driven. So my first car, the price was right; it was zero. Right. So the first ride is free. Second ride costs you three hundred thousand dollars. But right. the uh, so that was a 458 Italia. Okay. And uh, I drove around Shanghai and probably never got over 60 miles an hour. <laughs> because, you know, Shanghai, I lived in Shanghai at the time, and Shanghai, I joke, is a village of 25 million people. It's a right. small okay. place, right? right. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of traffic. But I moved back to the US uh, two and a half years ago, hmm. and one of the first things I did was buy a 458. And, um, I went to the racing schools, the, the the ones that Ferrari has, and also some other ones around here. And yeah. we have this great luxury of living in Southern California where there's five racetracks right. within two hours drive here. And, of course, we have great weather all year round. So yeah, yeah. every weekend it is open track day. So I uh, took that car and hit the track. And uh, my son goes with me. And, okay. yeah, he's... and. We just drive these cars on the track, and uh, then the 488 uh, was the only car beating me on the racetrack, so mm -hmm. I thought I've got to switch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, uh, I heed and hawed for two for months about whether I'd spend the money of 
trading at 458 for 488 because I just figured yeah. you're spending $100,000 for 90 horsepower yeah. and maybe it wasn't worth it. But actually, uh, I, I did, I just took the leap and uh, bought the 488 mm -hmm. and it is significantly a better car. I mean, it's uh, really? for me to have, for me to have delayed and progressing it because I thought it was only with air quotes, 90 horsepower is probably wrong because mm -hmm. the suspension is better. It feels more solid. The acceleration is fabulous. I think nice. electronics are better. It's just a great car. Wow. And uh, that's that's I an enjoy interesting it. perspective, I just actually on it because I mean, a lot of people just look at the comparison of the uh, the power and sort of think, oh yeah, this is this much faster than that. You know, the the naught to sixty time or the naught to hundred time is kind of this much better. But it's everything about the car, really. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. So my my hang up, and I I I didn't pull the trigger for three months because I thought that. It was only the horsepower, but uh, I, every aspect of the car has improved. Yeah, you know, it's, and uh, it, it makes a difference, especially for, for me because I'm on the track, so I'm really mm. pushing it. You know, I, I don't drive it to to valet parking, to coffee shops. You know, so I, I use it for what it's made for, which is not not a lot of people do that. Yeah, and we are on the track pushing it hard. And you can tell the difference, and the 488 makes a difference. So, see, that's actually really okay. unusual because, you know, as you mentioned, you only use your car on the track. I mean, presumably you drive to the track and back home again. Yes, I do. I don't even, I, for all of my cars are drivable and I, I, I maintain my drive. So, if you ever see my car on a trailer, then it's being stolen. Right. Okay. Call. <laughs> <laughs> so, I do. I drive to the track. Mm. Drive around the track and go back. So I'm proud to say that on the on this car now it's a year old and I have six thousand miles and it's either to or from or around a racetrack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that is fantastic. And are you are you tempted to change it perhaps by a more sort of a track focused version? Um like of a, like a piece or something. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. no, I I don't think so. I think that uh, as you can see that I have a lot of car I I'd rather have another something different than uh mm -hmm than trade around. I, I'm absolutely totally satisfied with this car on the racetrack. I just think it's the greatest thing. And I, yeah. I, I don't want anything else. If I got another Ferrari though, I would probably, I, I would like, and I am on the wait list for the A12 super fast mm -hmm. because I think a B12 would be glorious. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> actually, and it would match a couple of Rolls Royces. Yeah. I mean, in fact, I mean, I've noticed that all the Ferraris you've had so far have all been V8s. So, um, yeah, but I've driven, of course, the F12 in the Ferrari, uh, Pilota Corsa, oh, yeah. or Corsa Pilota, whatever they say, and, uh, they're fabulous. I love them, but they're, they're heavy. So mm. for most of the racetracks around here, they're probably not agile enough, except for Auto Club Speedway, which is like a NASCAR oval. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure. Uh, an F12 or A12 will be a lot of fun on that track. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mostly, there's you know there's a lot of lot of turns and curves, and but there's a couple of tracks in A12 would be fabulous on. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And I would probably use that for that would probably make a great road trip to Las Vegas and up to San Francisco and stuff. And uh, the the 458 and the 488 aren't that fun on you know more than like a four hour road trip and. Mm. I prefer not to drive them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, actually, it's, it's funny you mentioned the uh, the road trip to um, Vegas because I, I did that some years back from LA, oh, yeah. where you live. And um, we made the huge mistake of hiring a Ford Mustang convertible. 
Um, and honestly, you were barbecued. Oh, uh, it, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a bad choice of car. I mean, the, the car itself. I mean, obviously, with the roof down, you couldn't really sort of keep the roof down because it was so hot. But the car oh, yeah, itself, it's unbelievably that, hot. Yeah, I mean, we 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 thought we were getting a, a sports car, and actually, what we got was, um, you know, it was a sofa with a, a steering wheel because the thing did not handle yeah. terribly well at all. Um, I think now they are much more um, in the handling as has. You know, it's much better. I think it's really the the era of Mustang that we um, we picked up in the. Uh, yeah, it was probably a low low point in their history. I think so. That yeah. that would have been, you know, every car has a purpose, yeah. and every purpose needs a car, you know. Yeah. And uh, for for that scenario, I would have gone up like Highway One, you know, Pacific Coast Highway between okay. mm -hmm. Los Angeles and San Francisco, where you have the ocean on your left, the mountains on your right. Wow. Yeah. Just a nice little cruising thing, and uh. At least every visitor I give Rod Town, I tell him to run a Mustang convertible and do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. But I noticed from your car collection, your your passion um, aligns really closely with mine in the sense of, you know, you're, you're you know, very much a Bentley and Rolls-Royce man. And, right. um, you know, you mentioned earlier that, um, you know, you started off with the Bentley Arnage and then you sort of purchased other cars. How many Rolls Royces and Bentleys do you have in your collection currently? Then? Well, so now I, I have uh, two Bentleys. So I have a 1934 and a, a more recent Continental GTC convertible. Mm -hmm. and, and then I sort of sold my Arnage, so I was at three, but I, I have two there. Yeah. And uh, on the Rolls Royce side, I have a Phantom 1, a Phantom 2, a Phantom 7, mm -hmm. and a Phantom 8, and a, the Seraph. So that's five right rolls royces yeah oh right okay yeah now now most people will think that okay you you have a lot of classic cars and they probably just sit in the um in the garage gathering dust but that's not really the case <laughs> for you is it no 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 in, in, in fact in, i I'll, i drive one every day and i i rotate around Okay. And uh, so I I, drive, I I have a 32 mile drive to work, and I drive these cars. All of my cars are drivable. I never run a trailer, and uh, they don't sit around for more than a week. Wow. So I, I daily drive these cars, mm -hmm. including my oldest one, which is a 1927 Phantom One. Yeah. And uh, these cars you get in and drive across the country in it right now. They they need gas and grease and love, but uh, yeah, they will go, and they were made to last forever. And I think it's a shame to have these cars and not drive them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, um, people you, do, but you, 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 not you mentioned just, 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 just for the listeners. I mean, just in case they didn't capture what you just said there, your 1927 Rolls Royce Phantom One is now what 91 years old, and uh, yeah, and you daily drive this on your yes, commute. Yes, I do. You know, which is sort of uh, 32 miles each way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. it's a uh, freeway. Mm -hmm. Stop and go traffic, of course, because we're in Los Angeles. And, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And it, it, it's, it's a beautiful car. I mean, I've seen the videos of this car, um, you know, that you've posted onto uh, various yeah. places, and it really is a stunning car. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, how how did you come to acquire this car? Well, I had been uh, looking for one, and this was my first pre-war car that I bought. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, constantly, I'm constantly scanning the internet looking for Rolls Royces, mm -hmm. and uh, this one was in London or just outside of London, Vintage and Prestige, a oh, dealer yes. of. I know them. I know them. Cars out there. Yeah. 
Oh, you know them. Okay, so uh, I, I have been in contact with them for a long time, mm -hmm. and uh, this car came up at a point when I could afford one, and and I called them, and he had uh, three of these open tours there. Okay. And so I, uh, and this is the one. The other ones, strange enough, were more expensive and probably cosmetically better. But uh, mm. uh, Richard, the owner, he said, "No, this is the car you want," because he knew that I drive, right? Yeah, yeah. And he said, "No, this is the car you want," because I've been driving it myself as my daily driver, and I just took it to Italy on a uh, on a. Uh, a classic car rally and he said this is the kind of car that you would want that's good for you right. so I said okay so I, I flew back there and I drove them all and I bought this mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I sent it back by FedEx believe it or not <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can FedEx a car from London to Los Angeles well, uh, okay. because by that time I bought the car and I really really wanted it so I wasn't going to wait for uh, you know 45 days and not 30 days for a mm. ship to go so yeah so I sent it back here and uh I, I, been and, driving it ever since. And, and and when did you purchase that car? How long has it been there? Uh, that's been two years ago. Okay, all right. So a fair amount of time, I and mean, you've um, presumably put on a fair amount of miles since you've. Yeah, it. I I think so. I'm unfortunately I didn't keep track of it, and uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I I drive this car two or three days a week. Wow. And so certainly, you know, so once or twice to work during the weekday, and certainly on a Saturday or Sunday, mm. on the not track day, yes, <laughs> full drive, and uh, and whenever because this is an open tour, um, when I have visitors, mm -hmm. this is the best car to drive around LA in and go up to the the Hollywood sign and down, you know, the Walk of Fame and I mean it's, it's through Rodeo Drive. It's, it's 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 a really unusual thing to do to sort of daily drive a classic car um you know yeah and yeah. you know people must give you sort of you must have some really interesting conversations with people stopping you on the street yeah well this that car every, every intersection somebody talks to you you know right. open, there's no windows i mean of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh you know I, between beverly hills and hollywood where i live is a lot of tourists so uh, there must be thousands of snapchat videos and things of yeah of this car, but uh, a lot of people recognize it. I, I had some visitors uh, from Canada mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, and I drove them up to Griffith Observatory, which famous viewing point, and you're kind of at eye level of the Hollywood sign, so it's a great place to take visitors. Mm -hmm. And the security guard of the parking lot, you know, he says, you know, I, I have seen this car. Is <laughs> I think I saw it on Rodeo Drive, and he started listening to his place, and said, yeah, it's the same car, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just people can't believe it. And uh, I got stopped uh, not 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 too long ago by Jay Leno, who had seen me driving around so many times. His car broke down, and mine was still going, so he jumped in my car. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. We're 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 actually going to be having uh, Jay on the show as well. Um, we're just setting that that uh, meeting up, but uh, uh, he he very kindly agreed to. Um, uh, to be one of the guests on our podcast in the future. Oh, that's so, awesome! Yeah. yeah, talk about cars, he'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. He's but, got a, he's got a lot more than I do, and doesn't have Rolls Royces. Oh, Not really. He is interesting. He is at least I can think of one Bentley or two, mm. and then uh, he's working on a Phantom too. Okay, and, and you you but, of course have a Phantom too as well. Um, yes, I do. Is is yours a uh, um, a is it a convertible as well, like the Phantom One? No, it's a four-door sedan. Okay. And I wanted that because I wanted to be able to do road trips. I'd like to go back to Europe with one of my cars, and this mm -hmm. one, at least I can lock the doors, you know. Handy. Yeah. yeah. The other one, 
would be more fun and more glamorous, but you couldn't keep your luggage in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, it's funny you mentioned luggage because I remember talking to um, a Rolls Royce owner over here in London some years back, and uh, he he had a car. I, I, you know, I can't even remember which series of Phantom it was, but he he had a car, and he he was showing me his car, and he could see that I was clearly into you know Rolls Royces and into cars in general. And he said, "Let me show you something." And he pulled o- open the um, um, I, I, I don't, don't know what it would be called actually. It's where the um, the side step um, where the doors are, and he opened that up and actually had in there a gun, um, which had been um, uh, it was no longer in use. Um, so you know whatever they do to sort of ensure that it doesn't fire any bullets again. But you know basically the gun was still in this side in the running boards yeah in the running boards and he lifted it up he, he, he so it actually looked like a standard running board but the way that it had been designed was it had a hinge to it so he lifted it up and it had this gun yeah. inside and, just, and he, wow. he you know I, I i can't remember he told me about the history of that car but um i think it might have originated it might have originally gone to india and um it had then been shipped back to the uk and he was the owner of this car now um but yeah, yeah. Well, my my running boards have tools, and I guess in America we should have guns. But I don't yeah. Know yeah, 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 yeah. Ma- ma- maybe my could... car has a great history, though. This was it was owned by a guy named Sidney Cotton, mm-hmm. who was uh, a commander in the Royal Air Force, and he's the guy that invented aerial spy photography, and famous for being he worked for MI five or MI six, mm-hmm. and uh, he was the last private plane that flew out of Berlin before World War II and well known to be friends of Winston Churchill and Ian Fleming. So I like to imagine that maybe mm. these three guys were riding around in my car <laughs> <laughs> going to bars and spinning yarns. But, uh, that would be um, uh, quite a conversation to uh, eavesdrop on really, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's right. And some some Ian Fleming fans believe that Sidney Cotton was the inspiration for the character James Bond. Interesting. Yeah, so, I, so well, I think the car is kind of yeah, kind of yeah. cool in that sense, and it's a beautiful car. So. Fantastic, <laughs> nice driving. But the um, you know it's it's a gen, you know it's it's the next car uh, up from the Phantom One, so mm. it, it's lower and kind of sleeker, more you know it kind of has that '30s Great Gatsby look as opposed to Phantom One is more like a chitty chitty bang bang you yeah. know '20s look. Yeah, both engineered completely by Henry Royce himself. Mm. And uh, a nice driver, but uh, and the Phantom One just feels a little bit more like a truck. Yeah. But uh, well, what we'll do to, is hard to pick a favorite. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. I can because the thing is, they all all offer different experiences, and um, right, you know. Um, I was going to say what we will do is on on the website we will add some pictures of your cars so people can see the vehicles oh, that we're great. talking about. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll 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 get that added on. And um, at the beginning of the podcast and at the end, I'll mention the uh, the web address um, so the listeners can go to that. Okay. Um, so I mean, obviously, we've been speaking about the classic cars that you have, and you know, you, it's not just about the classic Rolls Royces. Um, you know, for you, it's it's the whole, you know, classic to the modern experience. And right. you know, you you mentioned the the silver Seraph that you have, and right. you know, you've you know you you I, I don't know. Do you currently own the Phantom Seven as well uh, as the Phantom Eight? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so so. You know, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, your your Phantom Seven is that a Series One or Series Two? It's Series One, 
drophead coupe. Oh wow, wow! I, I love that. I love that car. Honestly, it's. I uh, it's it's gorgeous and it's triple black, so everything's black. Okay. And even the wood is black. Right. And um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's just a gorgeous car. It's uh, another one you thumbs up and waves and mm. people taking your pictures and. Uh, it's yeah. nice to drive, you know, LA, sunny, blue sky. I'm at, and in the middle of the day, of course, you get barbecued. But so I, I, I generally, for me, it's a late afternoon or early evening car. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Driving around. Yeah. And, I mean, I have, uh, I have to say that that roof line is just so perfect. I mean, it reminds me almost of a an old American hot rod, you know, the, the, the curvature of the roof. I don't know if that sort of is something. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's big, Bill. It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we see them in London as well, and the um, the drop hood convertibles as well, and they they take up a lot of real estate on the tarmac. You know, it's such a big car. Oh yeah. Well, the Phantom Eight, even more so. Mm. Well, well, we'll come to the Phantom Eight in, yeah, okay. in a moment, but um, you know, again, was this the Phantom Seven? The drophead coupe is that something that you sort of purchased new was it did you commission that no or? i was uh, no i i was the second owner and i, I actually i had i've always wanted a corniche mm. and I, I still will buy one and i was looking for it and my wife said to me at the time so well, why would you buy a used car why would you buy such an old car because mm. to her all my cars are just old they all right. look the same to her by the way <laughs> but i think her purses look the same to me so it's all right mm. anyways uh she liked that better than a than a corniche. Uh, well, of course, it was nicer, newer, bigger. Yeah. And uh, the dealer that I normally buy my cars from had one, and it was like fourteen hundred miles on it. And this this one, it was beautiful. So right, right, right. Rather than wait, yeah. In fact, of the, of my new modern cars, it's the only one I didn't commission because I think it's to me the appeal of these cars is that hand built artistic yeah. thing. And also that every one of them is different. Yeah. And yeah. you have a different piece of wood and a different inlay and a, and different stitches, different piping. So yeah. So yeah. order ordering them and waiting for them to me is part of the thing. Well, it's it's interesting. You mentioned a couple of things there. I mean, the the silver seraph was from that era where it was made in crew when it was originally Bentley and Rolls Royce joined as one company right. and you know there was a fear that when BMW took over Rolls-Royce that a lot would get lost um, in that you know new manufacturing process and the way that things were done and corners would be cut um, so you have the last of the old Rolls-Royces and the first of the new Rolls-Royces yeah um, so what's your opinion on that I mean you, you know you you obviously have the experience of having the earliest of the Rolls Royces as well. So give, give us yeah, so I have a, a Henry Royce Rolls Royce mm, yeah. all the way up to a <laughs> to a Bavarian one. So, yes, yeah. um, I you know I, I I think that I'm a credible source for that question because I have so many. I've driven them all, and mm. and I'm very complimentary towards what BMW has done. I think that they have truly captured the DNA of Rolls-Royce mm. and you know because they have deeper pockets and more technology they made the cars better but they yeah. respected the the the, the hand-built thing and the, the attributes of it I mean to me these cars 
they look like Rolls Royces, they smell like Rolls Royces, they feel like Rolls Royces. And, mm. uh, they, they are true Rolls Royces, and I think BMW has been a great, great steward of the brand. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the numbers are there. Yeah. Uh, so sales and growth, and it's kind of exciting. I, I, I didn't like, and I told them, <laughs> uh, the SUV they came out, I just don't think. Okay. It's, it's where the brand should go, but the you yeah. know the cars are, are fabulous, and so I I have bought new from them a, a, a Ghost and mm -hmm. a Phantom. So I got the Phantom Seven, and then I bought new the Ghost and new the Phantom Eight. In fact, that was the first U.S. delivery of Phantom Eight, and they're fabulous cars. Yeah, I, I noticed actually when you got yours, it was really early. I mean, you know, I didn't yeah. realize it was the the first one in the U.S., but. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when you took delivery of yours, I, th I think it was probably one of the first images that came out of customer deliveries. So, um, right. Yeah. And it's 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 a beautiful car. I mean, how, how do you feel that because you, you used to own a Phantom 7 um, four door um, before the Phantom 8? Is that correct? No, it was, I only had the Phantom 7 two door. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. And then I was driving either my Anars or the Ghost until I got the um, until I got the Phantom 8. So I straighted the Ghost in for the 8. Oh, right. Okay. And, right, right. So how, how do you feel that the Phantom 8 compares to the driving of the Phantom 7? Ah, uh, wow. It's, uh, it's smoother, it's quieter, it's faster, there's more horsepower, more torque, and they have just beautiful technology features mm -hmm. uh, that you know, weren't in... Of course, I had a Series 1 Phantom 7, yeah. but... Uh, uh, the car is just beautiful. It's 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 smooth. It's 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 amazing. I'm not sure I'd ever buy another car again now. <laughs> well, that. it's hard because the thing is, we had the the Phantom Seven for gosh, must have been what about 15 years? I think. Yeah, it was got it yeah got long in the tooth. Yeah, and it was a, that's a that's a nice car. I mean, I it, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, the, the series two it freshened it up, and it's it's um, you know even still it was still a nice car, but the you know, you mentioned that the eight is obviously a lot larger, um, and with the eight, they have the uh, the steering, the rear steering as well. Yes, I, um, I, I, you can't feel that. I've never had a car that had their rear wheel steering, mm. but and it's only a few degrees. I can't remember what they told me it's a three or four degrees is the, okay. is the change, but uh, it does make a difference in a sense of like a really tight U turn mm -hmm. or very tight curve roads it's the car drives small well okay. these right of course you're looking at a, a hood that must be six feet long but yeah, yeah. um it, you know it's, but it, it, it feel is that. maneuverable yeah yeah i mean you could turn around on a small street and stuff it's not, Gosh. not so bad well that's... it's dead quiet and this is the first car i have that has a star liner mm. ceiling which is fabulous yeah I just think that's really romantic. It's, it's like driving my seven with a top down. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they say that the, the Phantoms are sort of, you know, the car that you sit in the back of. But in your case, you know, you're clearly at the driving seat, in the driving seat. Yeah, I, 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 I drive them. Mm. Every now and then I make my son drive and my wife and I sit in the back, but he doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a little cat for his birthday present or something. <laughs> Yeah. No. I mean, and and you know, how how did you come to to spec your car then? I mean, what sort of considerations did you take into? Uh... Well, we had been to the um, 
launch. There was a secret launch of for VIP customers here before it came public. So I saw mm-hmm. the car maybe two months before anybody else did. Okay. And um, one of their launch models is called the Titan specification, and that's the one that has that. It's silver on the sides and graphite right down the yeah. hood and the roof, and it has that kind of a cognac leather interior. So mm. um, I actually copied. To some extent, I copied that car, but uh, yeah. uh, in in the launch model, they have black piano wood, and I didn't want that because I have that on my Phantom Seven, mm. and uh, I needed a different color because I didn't want to have the same car. So I I took their launch specification, I changed it, and I went back to Burl Walnut, like I have in my Arnage, which to me is like classic Rolls Royce look. Yeah, and in that that Facebook group that I have, you know, I I posted a picture of the two dashboards, the Phantom Two and the Phantom Eight, because you know, Phantom Eight. One of their great features is this glass they call the gallery, mm. and I didn't realize it until I had gone straight from that car into the Phantom Two one day that the Phantom Two has the the instruments under a piece of piece of glass. Oh, right. <laughs> kind of gallery like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, I, yeah. I have to say, I mean that that the idea of the gallery is is genius, but I mean it's you know it must add so much to the ambience of the car itself. Yeah, it does, and it it really is pretty. The fact that you could choose that mm. that background, and uh, people always compliment on on uh, on that when they're in the car. Mm. Of course, they seem to like the coach doors and the the yes. starlight ceiling, and like that 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 dashboard seems to for novices it seems to catch their eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it is unique. I mean, it's something that Rolls Royce have introduced now, and I'm not sure uh, if the Cullinan has the. The gallery dash as well. I don't think it does, does it? I, I don't think so. No, I think they kept it for the Phantom. The Colon is eighty percent Phantom, but I, but they do want to keep the Phantom unique. Yes. Yeah. And I would hope they keep it a little scarce too, because there's a lot of ghosts out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, you, you mentioned that you've had a ghost previously, and you know, would you consider it fair to say that there's a world of difference between the ghost and the Phantom? It's, it's huge. Yeah, but yeah, if they were very close, I would never have traded traded cars. But mm. uh, the Ghost was by far was the best driving car I ever owned. I mean, it was just a really nice driver, and mm. uh, that for us was our long road trip right. uh, car. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was nice, but there was there was some corners cut. I, you know, there's a lot of plastic buttons and things you touch through. Yes. But, yeah, and and I have complained to Rolls Royce about that. And they said to me, "Oh, you know, that's a different level car." And I said, "Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's still got the Rolls Royce name on it, so you guys should not be cutting corners." Yeah. But yeah. Uh, and the president of Rolls Royce said, "Well, you won't have that problem with Animate. There's no corners cut at all on this car." And I said, "Okay." Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I switched. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's expected, right? I mean, you know, the the Phantom market um, is is probably very different to the Rolls Royce uh, Ghost Dawn Wraith market. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's nice that there's fewer of them. I've I've only seen two others in LA so far. I'm, I'm sure they've sold more, but I, you just don't see them driving around a lot. Yeah, even in London, yeah. where we usually they're see special. A lot of, yeah, I mean, even in London, where we usually see a lot of them. Um, I'm I'm obviously going out at the wrong time because I've only seen one of the roads so far. Um, you know. I'm yeah, sure I've I'm only seen two others past me driving around them. Mm. Yeah, but uh, um, so, they're so, out there. Yeah, certainly. It's got a lot of road presence. I mean, as soon as you see it coming towards you, it's just like, okay, this is. We can't miss it. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. 
Um, but you, you mentioned that um, the 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 fan the, the Cullinan is not in your um, you know future purchases. Um, you know, would you? And you mentioned also that the Phantom Eight is a car that you'd probably end up keeping forever. Um, right. I mean, where, where where do Rolls Royce go from here? I mean, do, are you, are you aware of um, you know perhaps a Phantom um, drophead that might be coming out or anything like that? Well, I actually uh, in that same conversation with the president of Rolls Royce North America, uh, and we were talking about the I, I was driving a Phantom Seven, my drophead coupe, to that event, mm. and he said, "Oh, you know, we're not going to make any other variation of the Phantom Eight mm. except for the four-door sedan." So he says, "You should keep that Phantom Seven. It'll be a collector car. It'll be the last yeah. convertible Phantom made." So, yeah. I, given what he said, I guess there's no other variations of the the Eight, which is kind of unusual because usually they go a couple of years and have, you know, at least for the Phantom Seven, you know, they they yeah. cut off and. And some of the things, so maybe not. Yeah, I mean, the conversations that I've had with Rolls Royce as well have been around, you know, you know, they, that's the reason why they've introduced the Dawn and the Wraith. You know, it kind of caters towards, you know, more towards the, you know, the sector that would be looking for, um, you know, a coupe or convertible, um, which right. is which is a shame because I mean, the, the you know, the fan, the Phantom Drophead Coupe. I mean, I think is just one of the most beautiful cars. Um, out there, and you know the, the the convertible also is is absolutely stunning. Um, you know, land yacht says you know it's a word, that, oh, yeah. it's a phrase that's sort of you know pushed around, but certainly applies to both those cars. Sure, especially if I you know I have that that grass floor mat thing or that wicker floor mat, whatever that is, antique wood. You know, it's very much like a yacht. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. So one of the questions I like to ask my guests um, is money, no object, which car would you buy? And you know, you're, you're very fortunate to have a huge collection of cars. <laughs> Other ones that we haven't even mentioned is uh, McLaren uh, 570S, uh, yeah. 66 Lincoln Continental. And uh, right. you mentioned the Bentley Con uh, Continental GT um, convertible, uh, but you also have a 1934 Bentley 3 and a third liter. Um, yeah, three and a half liter. Three, yeah. three and a half liter. Okay. So I mean, you, you've you've really got quite a collection of cars, but I imagine that there's there's some vehicles that you may still be um, you know hoping to purchase in the future. Yeah, I, sooner or later I will buy a Silver Shadow only because that was the first Rolls Royce I ever saw. I was walking to school one day and it passed me, mm -hmm. and I remember thinking, oh that's the most beautiful car I've ever seen. And so that sort of started my interest in Rolls Royce. So eventually I pick up one of those, but that's not a cost, no object. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> it kind of, I mean, it's cheaper than a new Lexus, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Silver Shadow um, being from the seventies um, era. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, great. Yeah. It went from 65 until mm. uh, yeah, I, 1980. Yeah. My, my father-in-law so. had a Silver Shadow too, and that was used as our wedding car. Um, oh yeah. When I got married. Um, so yeah, it has a special place in my heart too. Um, right. So it's sure. like, you have to have one sooner or later. So I feel like mm. I, I would like that. And uh, I would really like to have a Phantom 3. Okay. So for Vintage at Prestige website, I check every month just in case. <laughs> but I think a Phantom 3 would be really nice. I have one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other ones in the middle don't really, don't really appeal to me. But uh, a Phantom 3 would be Rolls-Royce first V12. Mm -hmm. And last pre-war car, 
you know, big and swoopy and yeah. beautiful, I think. But, uh, if I found the right one, I would do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got to have a V12 Ferrari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so likely then that you will uh, go ahead with that purchase of the eight one two Superfast. Yeah, well, I'm, I should get in the middle of next year, actually. Okay, all right. but I got to go down and spec it out uh, in about two, within three months. I think I have to go. Yeah, I was going to ask you. It must be um, if your delivery date's next year. It must be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very soon, I have to very go soon. fill out the forms and okay. and uh, I don't uh, I don't know what yeah. Uh, uh, a Rolls Royce or Bentley, you know, takes a half a day hmm. to uh, spec out because there's so many choices. I don't, I don't think there's as many in, in a Ferrari. But... Um, it, it can be surprising, actually. I mean, I know okay. it can um, be daunting. Well, I, I know a friend um, who actually I interviewed for the podcast as well. He spec'd out a F12 TDF, and his entire process. And we we actually spoke about it in um, one of the earlier podcasts. Okay. Um, and I think. In total, it took about two to three months to spec his car um, because he was he, he wanted everything to, in a particular way. So, you know, even down to the color, he had a particular color that he wanted. And the reason why it took so long was he originally they, he originally flew to Maranello. They picked a, uh, selected a particular bl- shade of blue, and then when they sent him the sample, it was the wrong shade, and uh. it took months to get this sorted out. And yeah. you know, in the end, he almost sort of went with their shade, but in the end, they they managed to, you know, sort of see their mistake. They they then selected the right color that he wanted, and it was it was a particular shade, and you know, it was unique to that car. So that, that his particular car is the only F12 TDF in that spec ever made. Um, you know. Yeah, no, that that appeals to me, given that you know my cars are kind of that way. I might you know my Rolls Royces are mm. Bentleys are done that way. Yeah. But I don't know. I always thought all Ferrari should be red. <laughs> yeah. So I might, it might be easy this time. I'll just take a red <laughs> well, my first and second were red, and then after that, it all went downhill because uh, I've, I've owned five in total, and uh, only the first two were red. So I need to get back to a red one, I think. Well, That's you of all people, you must know that red is faster, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> well, when I when I was younger, it was the go faster stripes on the side of the car that made the car go faster. <laughs> So uh, yeah, now That's now, right. now I've matured a little bit. It's definitely the color of the car as a whole. So yeah, yeah. James, it's been fascinating speaking to you. Um, Thank you, Andy. You know, I, I, I you know, Thank I've you. really grown to love the Rolls Royce and Bentley brands, and um, you know, I, I think with the Phantom Eight when that launched, um, it just took motoring to a whole different level. I know I don't think anybody is in that same league anymore. No, that nobody isn't. You know, they did a beautiful job on that launch by putting the one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, mm. you know, yeah. there in London in the eight. And now you you really actually have the longest running nameplate in automotive in history. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No other, you know, uh, Porsche 911 or a Ford Taurus, whatever. Nothing has lasted as long as, as uh, a Phantom. Yeah. And that's really neat. Yeah, no, I agree. Like for better words. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I totally yeah. agree. I, and you know what? What a better car, really, for it to, um, you know, be with. I mean, you know, it's 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 always been the best in the world, and the Phantom Eight is certainly the best car in the world. Um, you know, so I certainly share your enthusiasm for it. Great. Well, so you'll come here and help me drive my cars. 
I think that can be arranged. We'll, okay, we'll have great. to set something up. <laughs> James, be sure to come when the weather is good and don't bring that London weather with you. Well, we've been pretty lucky up until about a week ago. Uh, we had a lot of sunshine, but yeah, it's been raining ever since. So uh, yeah, I'll definitely leave it behind, I think. But, well, uh, you know, when I got this Seraph, it came from Vancouver. Oh, okay. In the beginning of summer here, mm-hmm. and uh, right after it arrived, it rained for a week, and I thought, well, that car brought this <laughs> brought this weather with it. <laughs> I got to send it back." <laughs> Great, James. Once again, thank you. Thanks a lot. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Um, I love talking about Rolls Royce cars. I've been a huge fan for many, many years, and it was really great catching up with James. As you know, we don't charge for any of our content. We don't have any advertising on the website and all of our content, whether it's on the podcast or YouTube or anywhere else, is all free. So there's one way that you can support us and it's not by giving us any money. All we ask you to do is to visit our YouTube channel and you can do that. The best URL to do that with is supercartribe.com forward slash YouTube and watch our videos, subscribe and hit the bell. It really helps us with the, with the way that the YouTube algorithm works. And if you do that, it will mean that more people will be able to find us, which means that our content can spread wider. So if you can, we would really appreciate it and it would really support us. Many thanks. Well, that's all for today. Look forward to speaking to you again in a new episode next week.